summer. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, 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 summertime. It should be a time filled with sunny and hot beach days, but this has hardly been your typical summer. To help make sense of this summer, let's allow two meteorologists to get weather nerdy. Do they get hot under the collar? Let's find out. Today on Weather Jazz. 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 It is Wednesday, Science Wednesday, can't wait. Glad you're here. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and a whole lot more. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I am, at least currently, the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. There is an encrypted message in that last sentence, you might wonder. This is episode number 554. It is Wednesday, and it's August 16th. It is, in fact, the back half of August 2023. And coming up in just a little bit, one very popular segment. Anytime, as the gentleman from Great Britain mentioned, two meteorologists get together and get weather nerdy. That's what happens when meteorologist Scott Sable, our morning meteorologist at WJW Television, and I get together. And we did so in a video format, too. And so just in case you're listening to this in an audio podcast form, if you'd actually like to see us on a Zoom call that we did yesterday, which would have been Tuesday, well, you can watch it. Go to weatherjazz.com, episode number 554, and you'll get to see Scott Sable in the Fox 8 Weather Center and myself in the Weather Jazz studio as we get weather nerdy and talk about all kinds of weather things that are making this summer really a non-summer. So without further delay, let's get into that conversation that I had yesterday with meteorologist Scott Sable. Again, two weather nerds getting weather nerdy on you. Always a popular topic. Here we go. All right, Scott, we're on the hot seat again, but it's really not very hot, is no. it? No, it really hasn't been. I mean, you know, it's been it's been warm, you know, nothing mm-hmm. dramatic, but you're right. We haven't really had much, at least here in Ohio, up over the Great Lakes, Indiana-ish, Illinois. Not much, you know, extreme heat so far. No, we've only had one, and I keep mentioning this on the air, one 90-degree day thus far. I, it's crazy. July, yeah, July uh, 5th. And in Cleveland history, we've only had five years since 1938 where we've been stuck at one or less. Right. And so, yeah, this is a rare, rare thing. And uh, the pattern is just being, shall I use a a very $10,000 word, recalcitrant in changing. Whoa. Whoa, that's... (laughs) I've been up since 1.30 in the morning. I can't, I can't handle that. about half of that. 
So yeah, let's let's dig into the pattern because sure. uh, you, you, we were discussing in our uh, group weather text that uh, the atmosphere just doesn't seem to want to change, and uh, whenever we see a hint, oh oh oh, it looks like heat is coming, and then suddenly yesterday persistence backs it off again, and it really, it, it really does. You know, so it's what's funny. The, yeah, what's going on here? So, you know what? I was just looking at a blog, one of my blog posts back in, I want to say it was May, early June, that kind of touched on what was happening in spring, April, mm-hmm. May, and June. And let's go back to that because that really kind of gives us hints on, on, on a lot. Well, first, back in winter, you know, we had well above normal temperatures. We didn't really have a pattern that was conducive for at least any big time, with the exception of Christmas, any big time cold. You know, January, February, March, one of the warmest on record here across the Great Lakes. And then things started to change. If you remember in April and May, mm-hmm. the um, the pattern over the higher latitudes, uh, up over Greenland, it you know, there was a lot of changes. Then if those changes were to have occurred a couple of months prior, we would have been blasted with snow. Instead of that, we ended up having kind of a murky start to the spring, April and May. Remember, we had frequent rain. Uh, the MJO in the Pacific, we were starting to make that transition out of La Nina. Then in May and June, if you remember, we didn't have really any humid days. It was one of the least right. humid starts to spring in a long right. time. Yeah. We didn't mm-hmm. have much rain. And then around the middle of June, things started to change. And I think one of the main drivers of this, not the only one, but one of the main drivers is our slow transition to El Nino. The storm track started to come a little more out of the Southwest and you would figure, okay, well, El Nino, what's going to happen? Well, we started seeing that, but we also saw the, um, I want to call it like kind of the remnants of that big ridge of heat over the middle of Canada back in spring. And that ridge kind of connected up with the ridge out west. And so the pattern that we've pretty much been in now is a ridge in the southwestern U.S., mm. above normal temps, above normal temps in western Canada, the Bermuda High really hasn't popped at all. No. And then we've had this fluctuating trough over the northern half of the country, up over the Great Lakes, uh, up over the Ohio Valley. And so when you have that type of pattern in summer, typically that means frequent chances of rain. We've had, I think it was, and I don't have the sheet in front of it, I believe we've had 26 days with at least a tenth of an inch of rain since uh, uh, since uh, June 1st, I think, July 1st. Uh, yeah, was I, I just probably- had it a little Something after like June, that. because we had 21 days where we didn't see a single Correct. drop of rain. Yes. Uh, so, and, so and there's only been one other year where we had mm-hmm. more than that, and that was two years ago. So yeah. we've had these frequent systems coming in. And like you said, persistence, this pattern really hasn't changed too much. We've had humidity, but we haven't had a lot of extreme heat. Um, you know, one of the big things like you talked about earlier was persistence. You know, the models are having a very difficult time trying to latch on to what this ridge of heat that's coming up into the middle of the country is going to do. It -hmm. tries to migrate east, and then one model says it's going to stick. Another one says it's going to go back west. When we look at the changes in the SOI, the Southern Oscillation Index of the Tropical Pacific, there have been a couple of instances in the last couple of weeks where, where there have been some changes in the pressure pattern there, and that's strongly looking at all the analogs that are close to that would strongly suggest that this pattern with the absence of heat, 90 plus, mm-hmm. is going to win out. Yeah. So the big question now is, you know, how long does this pattern continue as we head into September? And will the El Nino, which is building, override that? You know, are we going to see some heat heading into September, mid end of September? That's the big question mark. But, you know, the next two or three weeks, Sure, we might see a 90, maybe one or two, maybe. But like you said, persistence, it might only be a 12, 
or 24, maybe 40 an hour period. And then it kind of backs off again. Mm-hmm. And uh, the El Nino that appears to be developing as we head in, into winter, one of the things that, that uh, we have to consider is it's looking like a Madoki uh, El Nino, which is a different kind of flavor, which doesn't necessarily mean what we normally see with a full-blown El Nino winter. Right. Oh, absolutely. And that's the one thing we're going to watch. You know, the El Nino strength right now, it's starting to go up. And, you know, I know a lot of people look at these model projections on how strong El Nino is going to be. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how this works out. You know, the next couple of months, we'll have a better handle on that. But the position of wherever this El Nino develops, where the center of the warmth is, will play a big role in the track across the country as we head into winter. I still think, Andre, and we were talking about this earlier, we got, we got some summer left. And it's been a handful of years now since we've had some mid to late September extreme heat. Right. It was maybe four or five years ago. We had one in October. It just only happened once. Mm-hmm. So when everything works out, if you like heat, I still think there's an opportunity when we head into September for maybe one or two days close to 90 if that Bermuda Ridge starts to pop. But beyond that, it's going to be pretty difficult to generate it. Let's say for argument's sake, we see a 90 here on Sunday and maybe another one next week. That'll bring us up to three. Maybe September, we see maybe a couple more. Uh, what do you think? I'm thinking maybe at the high end, we could end up with maybe five. Five or six max. Maybe max. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that is well below the normal. And of course, we know that the number of 90 degree days can be anywhere from a handful to 20, 30. Right. Uh, of course, we've had you know as high as as 36, 37, sure, uh, for the sure. record. So the, it can go all over the place. 2,000, we didn't see a single one. None. Yep, Zero. absolutely. So it, it can be, it can run the gamut. So, yeah, we, we thought the Southeast Ridge would uh, dominate in August. Then it looks like it's, it's very flat. Very flat. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, all of this is going to play a big role, too, in the hurricanes tracks as yeah. we hit into, you know, over the next month, month and a half. The other element, too, is that the northern Atlantic, if I remember correctly, temperatures there have been, the surface water temperatures have been uh, very warm, above mm-hmm. normal. And I think mm-hmm. that's also uh, been the bi- uh, another big driver in keeping our, you know, more by, I think, a ridge up there. And the Bermuda High hasn't, hasn't popped over the Caribbean yet. So all these things are interlinked. Yeah. And oh, by the way, the same pattern we had in spring which kept that big ridge out west, was also the region wa- reason why we saw all that smoke from the fires up in Canada. You had yeah. that dominant northwesterly wind, right? Uh, we didn't have any humidity. If that ridge were placed different across the U.S., we wouldn't have had any smoke from the fires up in Canada. So all these things are kind of interconnected in, the, uh, in kind of a nonlinear way. Now, uh, I must uh, say, we're, we're listening to the audio. We're listening to, and for those of you that are just listening to the audio on weatherjazz.com, you can hear some background noise. That's because Scott is right now at the Fox 8 Studios getting ready to do the noon show. And uh, you can catch the video for those of you that would like to do so. Go to weatherjazz.com and and uh, you can see uh, Scott uh, in, in his uh, bright red tie and shirt this morning. Boy, oh, yeah. Yeah, the, you look like Christmas. Are you yeah. getting ready early? Well, you know, today was kind of a red day. Everyone picked red. I'm like, all right, I'll do red. And then now my allergies are bothering me. So oh, like, no. I'm squinting like this and my mm-hmm. eye, you know, I don't want to do this all the time because then if right. I itch my eyes, it'll be worse. So I'm kind of like, you know, it's it's getting to that time of year. So 
Um, what's fun, I guess, about all this rain that we've had is that the grass, which is typically completely burned out, it's green. We're mowing the lawn every four or five days like this. We're the middle of May. I don't know if, if that's you good can, bad. You know. because right now we can't. We, we would sink into the ground. It's so it's so soggy. Right. We have to wait. We have to wait sure. for some of that. So you know, we we might look like uh, some of those great prairie pictures with big tall prairie grasses uh, standing in the way for a while. We'll oh, to- absolutely. Tomatoes are doing well. My cucumbers are doing well. So uh, you know that's uh, that's been kind of a blessing. So. So we'll see what happens here. I remember mm-hmm. too, by the way, we were talking about the summer outlook. We, I think our initial outlook, was it not talking about the um, um, summer was going to be slow and then slow it was going to pop at the end. Yeah. Now, now, I think our pop at the end wasn't going to be just one or two days above 90. I think we anticipated the pop mm-hmm. to be a little yeah. strong what it's been, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works out here. Weather works out like that. It, uh, it, it gives us surprises, and it is in the driver's seat, not us, uh, mm-hmm. not, the, not the forecast. As, as I keep telling everybody who complains about a forecast, somebody recently um, on one of my social media accounts said uh, something about, um, uh, you know, great, not a great forecast for you, from you guys. You said the Browns game would be great, and, of course, we had the squall line go through. And the delay, and I said, I never said such a thing. No, and, neither did I. And and then he said, Well, well, check check your tape because as if we oh, sure. have tape. Check your tape from Thursday. I and I'm thinking to myself, You got to be kidding me. Would you go flying with a pilot who got his weather briefing 24 hours ago? Right. Or would you go on Lake Erie with a boater who checked the boater's forecast? 24 hours and didn't do it just before he left? The answer, no. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, how it is. Not. Weather's, not, weather's not in a vacuum. And, and no. Forecast. They're never, it's not a forecast. And then, it, it, uh, you know, there's no change. I mean, that, yeah. That's how it is. But yeah, I remember distinctly that Brown's game. Right. The morning saying, look, we're going to get yeah. some that. But oh, yeah. That's, that's how it goes. We all have our different recency bias and spatial bias. Sure. You know, like I, I, I have relatives that always say, you know what, where's the rain? I go, what are you talking about? Well, it's not raining in my house. And I go, well, yeah, but, and I don't want to be, you know, too rude. And, but I tell me, you know, you're, I got to cover 25 counties, not just one, one, your house, but you know how it is. I kind of nod my head and oh, it's crazy. Of, just the way it is. Oh, and uh, since you have the red, I have the, all of the green. So yes. between you and I, if you'd like, we can here sing. Too, by the way. Oh, oh, a little green in the tie. Yeah. A little green in the tie, right? Oh, oh is there it, it is. Yeah. A little there bit it green is. right there. Okay. All right. So you have Christmas covered. So in that case, I'll let you sing White Christmas solo then. I'll just watch. Right. Oh, now you put me on the spot. Now I got to think of the words in my head. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm dreaming. See, now people in the newsroom are going to hear me. They're going to wonder what is going on here. Right. So better, I better. No, you're not going to do that. I don't know. I better not do it. I don't know who's over looking over my shoulder. All right, we're, we're going to start working on the winter weather outlook eventually, and we're looking at something uh, e- either late October, early November. Right, 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 un- absolutely. Un- until then, we'll keep an eye on this uh, summer thing, and if, if things change or get interesting, come on back. Let's right. talk about it. Absolutely, Andre, looking forward to it. And uh, got the Nian Show coming up here in a couple of minutes, and uh, it's been fun. Nice little break here. All right, there you go. And uh, go tell everybody about uh, the uh, 6 to 12 inches of partly cloudy. Early cloudy. See to, yeah. Trace to 20 or whatever. That there you go. All right. Talk to you later, Andre. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And yes, we're taking just a little deviation from the Big Blue Marble series. You probably wondered where that is. So periodically, when I have a science-type topic that is relevant and time-sensitive, I move those into this slot, appropriately so. I would imagine that there will be more big blue marble stops between now and certainly the end of 2023. There are just inexhaustible locations. There's always a place to go. So don't worry, we will return to that. If there's nothing else going on next week, we'll pull out a new stop on our wonderful big blue planet. Well, what's coming up on Friday? I do have a special guest. He is a returning guest to Weather Jazz. His name, Neil Manasa, and he's from Northern Virginia, where he keeps bees. And he recently told me something about honey. The honey, at least some kinds that you can get on the market, and perhaps the reason why maybe it doesn't really have a strong honey taste or honey flavor. Oh, what he told me is something you will not want to miss. That will be the Open Line Friday segment, as best as I can tell right now. As always, everything is fluid until it gets produced and in the can and uploaded so that you can hear it. So whether that topic is honey or something else, it is forever and always my goal to keep things really, really interesting. That's it for this edition of Weather Jazz. Next episode, can you believe we have a special version or a special episode? It will be episode number 555. 555, that's coming up. I'm glad you enjoyed episode number 554 on the summer that really has had a really difficult time getting going, at least here in the Ohio Valley. Incidentally, if you're listening to this in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, California, you're scratching your heads wondering, what are you talking about? It has been sweltering here. Right, you've got the monopoly on the heat this year. Not here in the Ohio Valley. We'll see if that changes. We'll see you soon right here on a new episode of Weather Jazz on Friday. Catch you then. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.